0: Welcome to the Help for Mzanzi podcast, dedicated to stories of empowerment and change. Weekly, we uncover the stories of inspirational figures shaping the landscape of healthcare in Mzanzi. I'm your host, Dawn Mdu, and today we share the inspiring journey of Caroline Matimela, a visionary empowering woman through the world of cycling. Yes, I said it, cycling. Caroline, the founder of Matsumella Ladies' Clinic, is not just a coach, but a driving force for change. Born and raised in Sasselburg in the Free State, Caroline's upbringing in a close-knit family shaped her dedication to unity and shared experiences. Her inspiration? Her father's battle with diabetes, which ignited a shift towards a healthier family lifestyle. Caroline's personal journey challenges stereotypes aiming to normalize cycling for black women and break body norms. Her aspiration to conquer the Cape Epic and expand the program beyond borders embodies her commitment to inclusivity and diversity in cycling.
1: welcome to the health form zanzi podcast i must say your energy is infectious i just love the positivity just love being in your space even though it's virtual at the moment
2: welcome how are you thank you so much dawn for hosting me i am great i'm really excited to actually interact and share my journey with your audience I love to start way in the beginning where we go
1: back and say, tell us more about your upbringing, your childhood. You're based in Joburg. You're the founder of a ladies' clinic. And it's so amazing just to get to that part of the story. But firstly, you know, tell us about your upbringing. What was early childhood like for
2: you? I grew up in Zambela in Susselberg in the free state. It's literally just across the Val Dam. So as you cross the River, I'm on the other side. I grew up in a family. It's just me and my sister. I really experienced the power of sisterhood from birth. My sister and I, I literally grew up like twins, one year, eight months difference. We grew up very close and we did everything together growing up. And I did all my school year and everything in the VAL. And I only came to Johannesburg when I started working. I grew up with my mom and dad in a small township and most of the time I grew up without a brother or anything like that. So for me, I've always been that active child and I've always been the boy in the family, if you might call it. So for me, it was not taboo to be cycling because I had the bicycle and my sister didn't, so I was like just the boy in the family because it was just the two of us. So that's really high level of my childhood.
1: Yeah, I was just about to ask you, how active were you was being, you know, on a bicycle, being fit, being driven towards healthy, living always something that was part of your lifestyle growing up as well? Because I know me, I'm bad at sports. I was never active. It was never my thing. And then some people are just automatically
2: inclined to it and they just go for it. So was that you growing up as well? Yes, I've always been very, very active. I don't think there's a sport that I didn't do. Growing up in a township, you're always playing in the street. So it's always that thing. I did athletics at school. I was very good at that. I also did karate because I felt like I need to be the boy in the family to protect my sister or to protect us. So I've always been very, very active. I've always done I don't know if you do know drum majors with a band and dance in the streets and, and things like that. So I've always been active, inclined in sports growing up, even though my family wasn't. But I think just growing up in the township, doing everything that other kids do, I've always been like that. But fast forward to where I am, I got the real inspiration from my father. So my father was diagnosed with diabetes. As a teenager, he never did any sports or anything like that. And he actually started running to lose the weight because he was told he's got three months to live. Growing up in a township, it was really just taboo to just start running. And I did that with him. So we started running just around the block together before going to school with my dad. And he never stopped. He completed his first comrades, running 90 kilometers at the age of 60 years. That's amazing. Yay. Shout Shout out to to (laughs) you. I know. So growing up in that household, because of him being diagnosed with that, I mean, we had to learn about changing a lifestyle, a healthy lifestyle completely from eating the right food, exercising, taking medication. We had to learn about those important fundamentals because of what he went through and we were sort of forced to eat the same kind of food because then my mom wouldn't cook for us or herself and my dad. So we all will eat the same thing. Like I remember hating full wheat bread. Even now I still do because that's all we had because it was important for, for the health and things like that. that's where originally it comes from growing up. And I've seen how the lifestyle has changed the household, Ooh, the whole lifestyle by just one person. It has impacted the whole entire family.
1: It's almost completely full circle the way you're describing where it started and where you are now and kind of where your passion lies with being the founder of Matsimela Ladies Clinic. Tell us more about that. Tell us more about this this passion that you have and even just founding it in the beginning. Where did it all start for you?
2: Let me take it a little bit backwards. So as a profession, I'm the talent manager and HR business partner. So I started psychology. I studied uh, human resources, how to help people in organizations grow or develop their talent. So that's where my passion comes from. So I'm very passionate about people development. And that's what I do and that's what I get paid to do. I have a full-time job. (laughs) I thought you were just out there living your best cycling life. (laughs) No, I do have a full-time job and that's what I do. And I love it. It's a passion. And in the midst of COVID, we were all going through a very, very difficult time in 2020. I just thought to myself, what can I do to help my community, help my friends, help everyone that's close to me to cope. And I actually looked at myself and I said, how am I coping? As much as it's tough for all of us, but clearly I'm surviving and how am I doing this? And I remember I was literally cycling every single day in the midst of COVID. And you come back, your headspace is a little bit different. And that's how I I was coping. And I thought to myself, okay, why can't everybody cycle? Maybe they'll be able to cope. But then the few friends that I was chatting to, because I also used to be a runner, they were saying to me, but Caroline, we want to do what you're doing, but we don't know how to do it. And I thought, "Mm, okay, maybe I can teach you. I've got the time. Let me teach you if that will help you cope. And really, I started with two ladies that I used to run with, friends of mine from two ladies in 2020 and I launched it in August because it was dedicated for women specifically. So I launched it in Women's Month. Today, we sitting with over 180 ladies that are learning how to ride a bicycle and promoting a healthy lifestyle. Absolutely amazing. The growth
1: and you know, what you've kind of done with it is really inspiring, Caroline, I can't say this enough. Sometimes you think well COVID and the time and we all went through, but a lot of creative things also came from it. Where people really took inspiration: yeah. to say, what can I do and be better and help to grow my community outside of myself and what I'm doing? How do I share more of what I enjoy with others around me? And I think you've really kind of put that beautifully together. And I'm so excited about Cape Town because that's where I'm based, <laughs> and I would totally love to find out more about how one can honestly participate how does it work let's get into the bit of the nitty gritties of that and then we can talk more about kind of some of the milestones that you think is kind of big even if it's like a woman that said something to you felt different about joining
2: just bit of that kind of success stories around it as well to be honest with you the ladies stories is what is keeping me motivated and inspired every single day because yes, it's not easy sometimes where you have to balance your own health, your own life, being a mother, being a career woman, being a wife, and you still have to take care of other women. So sometimes it does become very difficult, but through the the women's stories, the changing of lives that is happening, that's what keeps me motivated. So how does the program work? We start the program in Jen, and we literally start from the beginning. Like I start people who say to me, Caroline, I've never cycled ever in my life. I've never been even on a bicycle. I've been a couch potato and I want to change that. That's when my passion really lies and I teach them from how to change their gears, how to balance their bike, how to control, how to pedal, how to turn, how to drink water, remain hydrated while they are cycling how to actually ride in a group, how to wear the correct Yeah, So we will run that whole entire program from Jan to August. So it's literally eight months. In that eight months, yes, we repeat some of the sessions because these are women who are working and they always not available on a weekend. So some of the curriculum or sessions, we repeat them how to change their tires, how to actually just ride safely. We cater for both mountain bike and road, so it doesn't really matter because it's more about enabling or empowering the ladies with their skills. When they complete this program in August, we literally celebrate. It becomes a huge big celebration where they actually graduate, they get certificates, now they are empowered to say, I actually now can cycle. When that happens is then they now free to say. I want to come back the following year and pay it forward for other ladies or I am now ready. I can now join a cycling club of my own. That is maybe close to me. That is maybe a little bit advanced. I want to now advance. So we cater for both type of women and the women that actually come back and serve, that's where the growth is actually happening because they are able to take others along We are three years in and we still have ladies that have started with us in 2020 and they keep paying it forward for the others. And that is the power of the community because they share their stories, they share their milestone, they share their fears, they share their experiences. And that way it becomes more achievable for the new ladies that join us. I'm really in love with the whole concept
1: how you've set it up, how you put it together. And it's almost taking something that maybe isn't as accessible to women so much. I don't know, for me, I always think of it as something that boys and men would do. I don't know if that's my own around it. I mean, mountain biking, I've never really seen a strong woman on a mountain bike just doing her thing. And I would have to see more of that. So Reflecting on your own journey, how maybe people frowned upon, well, why is this lady jogging with her dad in the town? <laughs> and then kind of mindsets that people have around certain activities, whether it's all these active activities and kind of associating it with a certain kind of person, or certain kind of
2: group. But in fact, we should all be open and welcome and open to exploring it. To be honest, with you start to look at my own personal journey, I've always had people taking me along, like I've always had someone holding my hand. And I guess maybe that's where I saw that it is achievable and it was never something that is foreign or anything like that. But the more I talk to my peers or my friends, I then realized that, okay, it's not common what I'm doing. And that is where I then realized that, no, I actually need to make the circle bigger. I need to break those barriers for other women who are maybe not in a fortunate position like me and actually challenge also the status quo to say it is normal. It is okay. And you can be an African woman with hips, with thighs and still be able to ride a bike. Because those are some of the barriers that you need to look like this. You need to be like this. And these are the stigmas that we put to ourselves. The program is intentionally. Targeted as it doesn't matter your shape, size, background, where you actually come from your location, you can do it. And that is the vision and the goal of Matinena Ladies.
1: I'm so happy my colleague found you and I was able to talk you to you journey. Let's talk more about you. Let's talk more about the woman behind this drive and passion that you have to encourage people to take on these I mean it's its a mental challenge to run the comrades marathon to take on mountain biking you have a dream of completing the cape epic one day there's so many amazing yeah. things you know on your path let's talk more about where you're at and where you would like to be going within the next few years you personally and for for this for this venture that you have
2: as well to be honest, I think I'm the most optimistic kind of person in my natural self with very much high energy. And I guess maybe that's why I've always done sports because even growing up, my parents always said I was that energetic child. Like they would maybe sometime bath me and I would just jump, like I would be just that, that high, hyperactive. So I think that energy is something maybe that I was born with and then got channeled in sports. So. When I got married, had my child, I stopped sort of all these activities and things like that. So I then focused on the family, like all of us women get told to do, and you sort of forget about yourself. Fast forward, I picked up so much weight. I never was able to lose the baby fat and lose the weight. And one day I woke up and I have to buy clothes because I'm going overseas for work. And I realized I'm size 40. Literally, I burst down to tears because I've never been that big ever in my life. And that is when I started deciding to change what I look like. And that's when I started running. So for me, running, even though my dad, I used to do it as a teenager, I then did it for weight loss now. You know, because I knew that that works and because I knew that this thing works, I kept on sticking on with it. And I had a very supportive structure in terms of the community that I was running with called standions. And I met people that looked like me in terms of weight, in terms of what they've done for themselves. I thought inspired to work more. The next thing I know, I did my first comrades and then I did my second comrades. But I knew deep down that I really liked the cycling because of just how they looked. They really looked so sexy and so fit, And I really wanted to look like them. And, but at the time, my goal was just to do ninety-four point seven. And after doing the running and doing all these comrades and things, I believed that, okay, I can actually do this. And I was like, okay, where do I start? I was referred to Mandisa who actually taught me how to ride a bike and it was another woman. And I'm like, oh, okay. So there are people that look like me that can do this and they're willing to take me along. And the more you are in that circle, the more you meet other people that just keep on expanding you, expanding you and you end up doing all these things as I'm training and doing this. I also met another guy who said to me, Caroline, why don't you try mountain biking? And I thought to myself, oh no, why would I want to be dirty and all of that? And he's like, no, I'll teach you. And he took me along. And the next thing, it became normal. I started seeing other women when I'm now on the trails and I just literally fell in love with mountain biking and the places that I've got to travel, doing all these races. And the next thing, and Shianteng has a program for getting more women into mountain biking and doing Get epic, And the next thing I know, I'm part of this program. I'm now even a mentor. I've never done EPIC myself, but I'm mentoring other women on the journey. And it is absolutely inspirational. And I think that way is how I also feel like, what can I do to take this back to my community because others have done this for me. So in July, I had an injury from the mountains. And I haven't been on a bike for five months, but that has kept me going because of the women that are teaching and the women that are teaching me as well. That's where I'm at. In Jen, I'll go back because I'm like 95% towards my healing and to be able to start all over again. I am sharing my journey all the time to say, this can happen to you. How do you then cope? How do you still get involved? How do you still keep engaged by doing and giving more to others? You actually giving to yourself. And I feel like that has happened to me on a personal level, especially this year where I've seen it through my own injury that I went through and I wasn't able to ride, but I kept on teaching. I kept on sharing my skills and capabilities and others were just taking it forward and it has still changed lives. So that's my story we definitely need to meet up in person. I think that your presence and
1: everything that you're sharing is totally inspiring. And I think just being within your space is already enough for me to feel like I would like to do what you're saying. Just thinking about my own journey, I was not very active, but now this year, the past two years, I've really been trying myself. I bought a skipping rope, joined the gym, just trying to be more active. It's a huge shift for some who hasn't really been active, who, who didn't have the same upbringing, to kind of change your thinking around how you approach your health, your physical body and mm-hmm. Especially after kids, there's that aspect as well. But let's talk about, you know, where you see yourself growing towards
2: over the next five to ten years. With me, in my own personal goals, definitely I think I would like to take with a chip epic. I think that's sort of like my short tempo. And... Also, I would like, yes, to do the epic series, like as a whole, meaning more international mountain bike races. That way I get to then even travel and, and see different terrains, different worlds outside of South Africa. So that's my sort of media to long term goal. when I just get to travel across the world with my bicycle. That I think is what I would like to achieve. And from uh, From a a lady's perspective, I would like to see us getting more kids into mountain biking or even just cycling as a whole, getting more girls into cycling, just normalizing that and growing, not just in South Africa, but beyond borders of Africa. You know, you go to other African countries, you see a woman on a bicycle, it's sort of normal because that's, that's their means of transport. But how do we turn that into a sport, into a healthy lifestyle? So I would, I would, I dream of a time where we break all these barriers of only men can do this. And a a bicycle is a means of transport. Sometimes my son goes to school with a bike because sometimes I cannot drive uh, him and it's a means of transport. Let's normalize that. Let's normalize. Yes, we, I know in South Africa, there's still a huge issue of safety and things like that, but let's normalize the healthy lifestyle. And it doesn't have to be just on holidays or when we are sick, but when our kids are born, let them grow in the home of this life, healthy lifestyle.
1: Definitely. And then just last and final words, what would you say to others who would be interested to come and join? How does that work? Do we follow you on social media? Tell us more.
2: To Madamella Ladies, our alumni that have graduated, that are doing wonderful things. Thank you so much and keep going, keep inspiring us, share your stories with us because those stories are changing lives. And I think for the new people that would like to join us, they need to look at our social media on Instagram, Madam Ladies, as well as on Facebook. That's where we currently are. We do our intake in November and December, well, we closed now for 2024 because our program runs from Jan. So what I would like to encourage the ladies, please start saving money because the sport is slightly expensive. When you are starting, start getting yourself a bike, start getting yourself a helmet, start buying the stuff and get yourself ready to start win. Our opening happens around October-November of the following year.
0: And that's a wrap. Caroline's message resonates loud and clear. Share your stories, save for the sport, and gear up for the upcoming intake. Her tireless efforts echo a vision of empowerment inspiring women to pedal towards their dreams and break barriers in cycling. Join us next time for another episode where we unravel the journeys of healthcare pioneers shaping a better tomorrow. Remember, you can also read more on Caroline's journey by visiting www.healthformzanzi.co.za. From me, Dor Numdu, our technical producer, Megan van der and the rest of the hashtag Team Food from Zanzi. Bye for now. Have a great rest of the week.